The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Postgraduate programs at the University of Auckland Business School help you expand your future options. Whether you want to switch careers or advance in your current field, New Zealand's number one business school can help you get there. Unlock your potential today at auckland.ac.nz forward slash business. Oh, actually, (laughs) I heard from Colin last night. Holy shit. Colin texted me. I saw Colin on Friday and he... Gave me like a very intense kiss on both cheeks. Um, what, well, like face, cheek, and bum cheek. <laughs> so eight thirty-one p.m. at night, I receive a text from Colin Mathura Jeffrey. It's images. The first image is this. Oh my god! What is oh, that? A man, oh, a man who Colin. may or may not be. Is that the guy? Who's that handsome man who was Superman? The big jaw man, Henry Cavill. Oh, I thought it was might Joey be Jackson. Henry Cavill. <laughs> it's not. Or is it AI? Sorry, is he in candy corn or corn kernel? It's hard to tell. It is. It's hard to tell, to be (laughs) honest. Um, And in the next one, (laughs) same man, kind of like, yeah, (laughs) giving a heap on a corn cob. Unconventional method. He's a corny. And that was the whole message. That's lovely. Um, Did he? Isn't it? Did he stumble across those images and think, must send them to Alex? Or did he search for those images? That's the big question. Did he generate them himself? You know, there is a possibility where he is working with AI. (laughs) Big AI. We just don't know. But it's a great life that I've got. Welcome to what is like the final real pod proper, like regular, regular pod before we do the big farewell live stream, which we know is just going to be what it is. Who knows what that is? Um, penultimate. This is the penultimate. I love penultimate. Okay. Uh, kia ora. I'm Jane. I'm John Vay, Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey. Welcome to it. Kia ora, Jane. We've just heard about Colin Mathura Jeffrey sending lovely pics to Alex. Um we are, I don't know, we're all a little bit in a weird spot for obvious reasons, but we're going to plough on and pod regardless because there is an MKR final to discuss. And it was yum. It was, <laughs> it was, it was I've real yum. I've once again yum. crammed in watching it and I haven't eaten enough. I know. I, 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 God, I could go a linguine right I now. I could go <laughs> all the things. I could go all the th- except for the pate. I'm not a pate gal. No, no I, I, I find like, the whole. I don't, I don't like dark and I don't like octopus, but we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to that. Should we do some real news first? The real list of news is that this is the second to last episode of The Real Pod ever. We are going to be holding a live stream at midday tomorrow. We invite you to come along. There's a link. Well, just go to our spin-off YouTube channel and then you'll, you'll find it there. Midday tomorrow, it's a date. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, midday today. If it's after midday, you've missed it. <laughs> but you can go back and watch it. But we, we encourage you to join us and like uh, ask some questions. 
do a bit of an AMA. We'd like that. We would like that a lot. I'm worried if we go live, you know the stuff we have to cut out of this podcast I know. week to week. You know the files that Samuel is sitting on. <laughs> That's true, but what on the they, other hand... What are they going to do? They can't cancel us. We've cancelled ourselves. Like the, the, That's right. We have literally nothing else to lose now. <laughs> I mean, it's You're not right. like we're going to do some crazy <laughs> Benny Hill blue pod. Oh. Contemporary reference. Um, but... <laughs> We're going to leave it all on the floor and there there will be no forever after. So, like, it's just, it's just, it'll just be an object existing in the world and there's no past or, there's, there's a past but there's no future, so it's fine. Wow, that's real intense. I mean, I think it's going to either be the best pod we've ever done or the worst pod we've ever done, but either way it's going to be, be significant. It'll be both. It could be both. It's a duality in this world, you know? It's interesting that we are ending our podcast the same week that also the Project New Zealand is ending. You know, leaving a, a huge gaping, gaping hole gaping. in the sort of funny news area. <laughs> I, it is. That's a great point. I mean, obviously the relative scale of these two operations. <laughs> exactly on par. We do not need to discuss the scales. <laughs> but you know? I do think there is, if I may be forgiven, a little tangential serious moment. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. It is very end of the monoculture. Like, that's what the real pod and the project were built on was, like, here is a way of wrapping a whole bunch of things which are happening in the world in a sort of news and culture, pop culture space and getting together and discuss the, discussing them. And as there are fewer and fewer of those sort of shared moments the places that discuss them kind of feel like they're grabbing at things which are sort of disappearing mm. in front of them. And as I've been reflecting over the last few weeks about the end of the real pod and thinking about why, part, you know, all the various things that have fed into that, one of them I think undeniably is the sense that these reality TV shows, which are the sort of the core business of us, they don't grip the same number of people in the same way anymore and that changes the feeling of doing the podcast. The community is still there but it just doesn't have this like – oh, this show's going to be enormous and grip the country and therefore the podcast will feed off that. Am I correct? Yeah, it's, it's a fragmented audience, right? Is that a good way of... Well, yeah, that's a that's a much more succinct way of putting it. Thank if, you. <laughs> you know, that's not really my specialty. If, if you could just keep your fold hat on for a moment, I want to know what reality TV was promised in the upfronts. Uh, okay, so the big thing was they just went heavy on property because as our good friend and colleague Bernard Hickey famously puts it, New Zealand is a nothing if not a property market with some bits tacked on. So there is a New Zealand version of Love It or List It, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very excited about. I love that format. And also the host of the iconic English version of that, Phil Spencer, one of the co-hosts, is, is coming down to do, yes, extremely Jane, uh, to to do a show which I think sounds quite obnoxious called New Zealand's Most Lovely Houses or something, which is basically about <laughs> some real flash houses, sort of like grand designs but without any of the work. Um, and there are some – there's like New Zealand's Most Sustainable Home or some kind of slow, – slow. My dream green yeah, home. That oh. is just <laughs> not going to be watched by anyone. I'm sorry. But, I, I mean, mean, all of the I – pro- I love property shows too. I mean, you and I have a certain generation, I suppose, and we both have crushes on Phil and Kirsty from uh, Location, Location, Location. But, look, it's not great recap stuff. No. No, 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 I've always struggled with the, with the block as well. The block, and, and I mean, if we, I know MKR, they've shot a new season as well. 
And, and CTI is coming back. There were rumours. I've heard the rumours. That, that, that it wasn't going to, but it is returning. Uh, I think Bake Off is back as well. But but it, it doesn't feel... Yeah, they, but they held it. Bake Off was going to run this year, yeah. remember, and they've just pushed it. So, so it's, it's sort of it's like... It's all still weird. And I true. think that there's... Mm. What we're lacking with that CTI has um, is that kind of the silliness, you know, to our to our reality lineup to come. And yeah, or the romance. I mean, we're, we're getting Maths NZ back again next year on, That's on true. three. Maybe we shouldn't shut down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually, there's a few things there. Well, there's certainly enough to talk about. I think there's just not enough of us to do the talking. That's true. There's a lot banking on maths, I feel like. I feel like that is the last <laughs> test of yeah. reality romance in particular. Like, can we do it? Can people watch it? Can they do it and not fuck it up <laughs> and not invite some, like, horrible man I'll tell you what, onto the scene? I've been re-watching, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, re-watching um, Real Housewives of Auckland, and fuck, that was a banger to be able to recap. Like, mm. it really was, I mean, you know, full of problems, but boy, oh boy, it is a comedy show <laughs> from start to finish. Mm. Yeah, that, that was probably, like, if you were to pick, well, we should probably save this for um, Wednesday, actually, but... Yeah, we we should talk about our favourite shows. Okay, then. let's wait, let's. Do I've that. got one in mind. There's idea. no. It could be anything. Could be what Jane just talked about. Maybe I'll say something <laughs> different. <laughs> Who knows if I'll even be alive? I've actually written down a different idea, so I look forward to that. Yay! It's very <laughs> exciting. Okay, look, um, we need to discuss this, Alex. Please, Vanda. You had – I do uh, not know how you do this. You're not even in Auckland anymore where arguably most of the celebs are and you're having just as many celeb sightings as you always have. I got a magnet. Um, no, I went to the Naya Marsh Crime Writing Awards in Christchurch on Friday night. You know me, a literary type. I'm on the same. She I'm goes out, out though. That is actually a big part of where yeah, she collects these. They don't starting, come to a living room. But I, any time mm. I go out, and I, see, I saw a guy Williams at the cafe the other day. And, oh, yeah. And that was it. But it counts. It kind of counts, except for it's like he's always there. He yeah, we, he, the does, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of. A, it's almost more noteworthy if you go out and you don't see Guy Williams at this point. Okay. Anyway, back to Darth Vander because that's a huge get. Huge get. Yeah, and like a cool sort of niche, but also massive get. You know, she. So she's a crime writer, obviously. That was why she was cast on the Traders. So she was actually hosting the awards, which were a hybrid kind of quiz awards night, and she was just fantastic. But before that, she was just sort of milling about, and I was like, I'm pouncing, here I go. Walked up, and I was like, hello, Vanda, like way too friendly, way too high-pitched, and she looked scared. And I was like, I'm just a huge fan of, and I realized, oh, no. given the context of where we were, that she, like I was going to say, of your writing. <laughs> <laughs> but I went, I'm a huge fan of your being in the trenches, <laughs> NZ. <laughs> huge fan of you being cast. <laughs> Not necessarily a performance. No, the performance was good. Oh, the performance was good. She looks she looks scared and she said, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Calling the police. Um, and I told her that my name's Alex and that I covered the show for the spinoff and we did a podcast. She didn't look overly like she knew what I was saying at any point. <laughs> Just a quick interjection. Do you feel like it's cooler and funnier and more real pod when they have no idea what any of the things that you've said are or when they're like it. big fans i'm i'm a huge it's so much better fan of the big know. humiliation <laughs> yeah but then it's also you're putting them on a, a journey of discovery you know like she, she can go and relive well she, 
soon. Is the no? We'll talk about it. Off. <laughs> is the Substack? Is the Substack stuff going to stay up? It's going to stay like up. Sander oh. wants to go back and listen to the yeah. traders. We're also putting it all back, backdating it into the feed, so it'll be free for all. It's oh, our, okay. our our lasting gift that you can go back and um, enjoy the traders and MKR records. <laughs> That's wow. how we'd like to be remembered. <laughs> Vanda was very nice. I tried to get her to talk shit about anybody and she wouldn't. Um, she said it was all exactly as you saw it. Paul Henry never dropped out of character the whole time. He was constantly just being wow. sort of devilish. I mean, I don't think that's a character. I think that is his character. <laughs> it's just who he is. And they really did get locked away alone every night with just, you know, a pen and paper. She did say there was quite a bit of drinking, which I'm sure is, you know, we kind of saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that on camera. Um but yeah, and then she was just a fantastic quiz master. She was rocking a rubber chicken like you wouldn't believe. What? Wasn't that like crazy? Kind of like, I guess, her version of um, hands on heads, like getting attention. She would just sort of squeeze the rubber chicken whenever she. I mean, that's up. good stuff from there. It was just cool. I, I like, Awesome. And how cool to just be like a prolific New Zealand crime writer on, and a television star. That's something we can all aspire to. Wow, what happened? Why do we? We're just stopped. We just We're running st- out of puff. Anyway, I had a great time. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even think I left the house over the weekend. So that's my news. What about you, Dunko? Oh, I did way too much. I did a phenomenal amount of gardening, such that I fell asleep four <gasps> separate times yesterday during the day. Only twice during <laughs> Candy Cane Lane, the premiere of the new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. But the other two times wow. during MK, you're watching your MKR screeners? Uh, one, one time was during okay. that, and then another time was watching the National Basketball Association. I, was, I am bodily, like, absolutely broken right now. Um, what gardening were you doing? Just the big, the big wash. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like the big mow, the big trim, the big four bins full. That's basically the big wash as well, isn't it? <laughs> In a lot of ways. <laughs> Relatable. Um, and yeah, I was just, and I also was like spent uh, over an hour as the garbage man at Fair Fair Day uh, at Newton Central School Centenary. Um, where I saw celebrities including Guy Mont. Again, just too easy to collect that one. Jack Tame was there somewhere, but I did not see him. Um, and uh, I, I, yeah, at, at Candy Cane Lane, I saw Greg Bruce, noted celebrity. Uh, canvas writer Greg Bruce was, um, was given a lot of chalky, like the Whitaker's candy cane chocolate bars, which are freaking delicious. Sorry, what? 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 The, the, oh, candy cane They're, they're like supposed okay. to replicate the uh, the vibe of a candy cane in chocolate form, which is a... Is it a white chocolate? No, tell? it's not. No. It's a mint mm. chocolate, but with like little crispy little, you know, Yum. like little shards almost in it. Okay. It's so a, you went to a celebrity event and got dazzled and given free things. I did. Though... Mm. And Ultra small popcorn, and you could grab a drink, but I grabbed a full sugar sprite and not a, not a zero sugar sprite, and then <laughs> and didn't drink it because um, that's what's wrong with me. Um, while I'm also just eating like half a block of chocolate, um, but I had some good sleeps, so pretty good. I had some good sleep. I had some good naps over the weekend. God, this is why we got to stop. This is this yeah. Is I mean, yeah, we're just done. I think I might be so boring. ready for the big sleep, you know? Oh, 
this oh is like God. the fourth time in the last half an hour that you're like, I think I've like got no life to, left. It's done. I'm out. out. Oh, so Oh my so god! Exhausting. Okay, you d- Sam, you're gonna add some fun, add some Benny Hill music <laughs> <laughs> under this whole bit. <laughs> I tell you what, this will perk us up. We'll get into reality check and recap. MKR. <laughs> Disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. Reality <laughs> check. I mean, that's the best of us, isn't it? That's just Paul, that is culture. Paul Williams, what a minute, what a talent. Underrated part of why this show is good. Has he been in touch yeah. since since uh, the hearing Paul the Williams news? Paul Williams does not know what the real part is. He's <laughs> one of the many. God damn it. Okay, we are at the Officers Mess in Devonport. It's finale week on MKR. It's a very big deal. The chefs are wearing their chefs. No, hang on. Yes. Yeah. 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 You, yep, you yep. got it. They're wearing. Are they wearing their chefs whites at the Officers yeah. Mess? No, that's at, at the comedian. At the comedian lunch. Not at the comedian lunch. No, that was no. for the French cafe. Oh, I forgot about that. Was just Hawaiian shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that comedian lunch had the same energy as this it day. Did. Right now. Uh, honestly, what? <laughs> it was. Has, has there ever been <laughs> so few jokes land wow. with a big bunch of nominally funny people? Okay, so this is Jess and Cindy versus Kurt and Matt for a position in the grand final. And uh, we have comedians Joe Damon, Ruby Esther, Johnny Bruff, Jack Ansett, Liv McPherson, Nick Rado, Nick Gibb, or maybe... I, I think Liv McKenzie? Liv, McKen- anyway. Liv McKenzie. So, look, Correct. also I think I might have put two Nicks in and one might not be a Nick. This and uh, Brooke Rusko. I I don't recognise some of these comedians so much. I recognise quite a few of them. In fact, I saw Liv McKenzie very recently and she was so funny. I really liked her. Liv McPherson, someone else entirely. I actually did a little tally thing with Liv McKenzie, and I'm really sorry, Liv, so apologies. Apologies. What tally thing did you do? Cubicle Confessions. You watched that, it, obviously. You're on the toilet. What's that? Yeah, we're on the toilet. No, it's a, just a little uh, little, little TVNZ On hell? Demand plus web series thing. Did you know about this, Duncan? I did not, and I, I tend to know about you, things. And it's a toilet show, and you're only just telling us? <laughs> there was no actual toilets. I'm really I'm really um, destroying the mystery here. It was a set. Oh, so it's like um, like Jackass, the movie. Talk, talk, <laughs> Talking to each other in a mirror. It's actually very similar to Jackass the movie. So if that's your sort of thing, you'll love cubicle confessions. I do, do like Jackass the movie. I think it's funny. <laughs> Real funny. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, this was, yes, you're right. There were a lot of jokes attempted. I think we were maybe trying to, I don't want to tell comedians how to comed, but, but too much effort being put in to do some one-liners. It was really weird, right? Like... There's a lot of funny people there, and I'm sure that they can all bring it when required. But they were, there was something off about the the vibe, and the t- it is extremely like this podcast. It's it's kind of crazy, and it, it's also like therefore it's rich, very rich, like a like a duck breast uh, pate or something for us to be uh, critiquing them. But these were the like if these were the best jokes. Because they probably got about seven to twelve minutes, maybe. Mm. Imagine all of the other ones. <laughs> like, can you possibly? 
<laughs> it was just crazy. And I think also they were not being generous with each other either. Like no one was laughing for anybody. There was this fierce feeling of competition. Yes. And so, well, I kind of respected Johnny Braff out of all of them for just being like, fuck it, I'm just going to take this insanely seriously and not make a single joke and get real into the menu. No, he did do some jokes, though. And they, he did, they yes. absolutely tanked. Like, everyone's jokes sucked. <laughs> There was but at like, least he actually offered some proper critiques instead of being like, I'm a baby. I yeah, don't know what yeah. beef is. <laughs> that was pretty much like a, if you fed all of the jokes and just said you've got to, to condense it down into one line, <laughs> it was that joke. Do you think these guys have been dreading this going to ear? Because they must have felt it in the room at the time, you know? I'm like, surprised some haven't just sort of taken the country. profession. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I like many of these comedians have been really funny. Yeah. In other mm. contexts, it was just something. Something wasn't right. I think as well. They if 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 it was just there was probably good conversation and probably funny stuff that just didn't apply to the show. Too rude, maybe. But probably just should have put it in. You know, yeah. do the comedians mm. a favor, do the audience a favor, and put on the entertaining stuff. Who cares if it's not about the food? On the other hand, is it funnier that all the comedians <laughs> came on and just didn't do a single good joke? Like maybe that's funnier. But they, you know, they got a nice meal. Yeah, I, was, I would hope they got paid. They even had a wine. Like, it wasn't like they were just dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so brutal. <laughs> I did. I mean, what will forever stick in my head was Jack Ansett's anecdote about how his mum has mm. a photo of Manu or a cutout from a magazine stuck on the back of her toilet mm. door. Mm. And so he just came out like real early on. We haven't even had our first course yet. And he's like, I've taken a shit looking at you. And I was just like, this is so full on. But then Manu kind of adding this weird like, and your mum was doing something else. Yeah. And I was like, what? No. What was she doing? No. I mean, don't answer. That's rhetorical. But also if the picture's in the to- toilet and mum's out, it doesn't even make sense. Doesn't it make sense? I think it makes sense. It's not a sexy room. <laughs> no, I know. You know? Okay, I've, I thought he meant simultaneously while it. you were doing the poo, mum was in another room doing something else. Oh, but she that's can't what see I, the lovely yeah, That's what I'm saying. That's why it didn't make sense to me, but now I understand that I just got it wrong. That's fine. This, this is such a great last sec penultimate episode. Sorry, guys. Look, uh... Jess and Cindy, We're just reporting on what happened. Yeah, Jess and Cindy <laughs> served up some black and blue cod on a red capsicum sauce. I've put like one line, like no more than three word like summaries of each dish, okay? So I'm just going to cruise through that. Lacked an element. That's the, the review for that one. Uh, they For their main, they served up hon- honey, <laughs> honey soy pork belly with cauliflower puree and bok choy, which has auto-corrected to boo chop. By the way, in my doc. You know what it did? It lacked an element. It was also a bit goopy. Yeah. Bit goopy all around. Yeah. For dessert, Earl Grey chocolate mousse tart. Yuck. Hey, Earl Grey, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, too much tart was the, the review there from me. Did she make a like a <laughs> like a real questionable joke about that? Like Who? I thought she she made a joke about Matt of Matt and Kirk fame and just like now there's another big tart in the Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they were loving it. It was the Battle of the Tarts. Yeah. Battle, Battle of the, of the Tarts. And I was just like, is that okay? Um also the saying that they, they were good with meat. Uh, yeah. There was a good with meat joke. There was a lot of flirting between Colin it and Jess. It just felt like a, like some classic 2005 <laughs> banter. Yeah. There was a moment 
I mean, we've already talked about this, but the judges are very handsy. Very, but oh. uh, on actually, the bare shoulders? Yeah. They're very, oh, yeah, and I was like, if you're wearing a spaghetti strap, don't go near a woman. But they're also <laughs> more handsy with Jess than with Cindy mm. and not handsy with the blokes. No, and not no. So, so, though they were. So Nikki pulled me up on this because I, I was ranting and raving in a very similar style to you two uh, yesterday. And she said, actually, not only was it there the, were their hands on the blokes, but they were hands on like the sort of hippie butt kind of area, you know, that sort of liminal really? space between the two. Mm. Um, so equal opportunity handsy. But the whole time is just, I don't know, maybe it's just sort of the chefy thing. If you're a chef and you're listening, I mean, I'm sorry for so much, but get, get in touch <laughs> really quickly because we've got no time. There's <laughs> no chefs. There are no people. <laughs> hey, that's... No, they, uh, they, they might have been at the top of the episode, but they're definitely not anymore. Oh, God, really bad. <laughs> um, at one point during the screening of this, I was yelling at my television, get hands off her, just stop touching them. Mm. It was so much, like once you notice it, you really notice it. Mm. Can you imagine being stressed, hot in a kitchen on a show like this, and then you've got hands on your bare shoulders? No, oh, no, no. No. Anyway, sh- should we get on to Matt and Kurt's food? Yep. Okay, smoked kawaii cream with mouldy fried bread and pickled veg. Pretty yum. Yep. Uh, fillet of beef, kumara gratin. Sorry, fillet of beef, comma, kumara gratin, veg with blue cheese and peppercorn sauce. Not enough sauce. Just going back to the fry bread, um, Joe Damon did comment mm. accurately that it, like because it was like a flatbread that mm. they'd fried, not mm-hmm. not. And I had lovely fry bread from the Newton Central Hangi on. On it's like the yummiest food. It in the is world. the yummiest food. I just think like it's fine to mess with things, but don't. I feel like I would feel very ripped off if I was expecting one thing and then that thing walked out, mm. even if it was well executed. I'd be very surprised if it walked out. Well, you know, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that terrible joke was better that's than good. any of the jokes. That's good, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, pear and almond tart with fromage blanc for dessert. Frangipani not perfect. That's my one one line review of that. Um, but overall, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> also, man at one point said minta, which I haven't heard since the 1990s. I've never heard that in my life. Minta? Yeah, like it's minta. It's going to be minta. Like Minterellis and Rod Watts, oh, the law firm. Probably more like it's going to be mint, but minta. Oh. Like a manta. More mint. Interesting. Oh. No, not more mint. Not more mint. <laughs> Just, Just min- mint. Minta. That's but minta. It's minta. It's minta. It's also going to be great. Awesome. Oh, so what do you mean the word mint you haven't used? No, no, minta. Minta, <laughs> like as a subgroup or yeah, derivation? As a, yeah, yeah, as a derivation. I've never heard that. Okay. Well, you weren't around in uh, perhaps the time you were still in, a, in England saying, jolly good, you know? I, w- I was doing that. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and you were probably not born, so. I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, there was no crunch on the pork. There was the, the something was too soft. There was all the things. And at the end of the day, Matt and Kurt won. Yep. Congratulations. Jess and Cindy came back to try and win the competition, didn't even make it to the final this time. Embarrassing for them. Jess and Cindy, I, I, just Jess particularly was quite 
They talked about bittersweet, and she mm. she was increasingly just like bitter, really un- <laughs> kind of quite unpleasant in a way that I really enjoyed from a TV perspective. Yeah, there was a moment yeah. where like Matt was getting really like you know it's been so you know it's our last time cooking together. It's been such a pleasure cooking with you guys, um, and she just wasn't having any she of was it. Like, if you, you said, see. Fuck off. Was she the one who, she was even heckling in the final, right, from her seat. She's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Just in the middle of this, like, fancy restaurant. Couldn't say because I watched the final 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, just like fast forwarding oh, through. Oh, really? Well, I watched it all. This is well, it's because I had a time pressure situation. Okay, let's go. I was in a pressure okay. cooker. Cooker. Pressure. I was in a pressure cooker. <laughs> and then I was clearly drunk. Is that one of those talks that are like people are always trying to give away tickets to on Slack? <laughs> <laughs> was that my computer that just made a sing song? Sorry. <laughs> Okay, the French Cafe. Just talked about it last week. Degustation. What are you doing? Stop it. Get a hold of yourself. It was a good joke. This is a good joke. It was a good joke. It's like, and it's also funny that it's happened probably once. <laughs> but <laughs> it, like, it stands. It really holds up. Um, okay, so this was filmed over two nights. You've got a packed restaurant, four-course meal. You've got a mix of uh, previous contestants, friends and fam, and four chefs whose name I didn't catch apart from Sid. So the what? main thing is they're all blokes and, yeah. and no girls allowed at all apart right. from Vicky. You're the only one allowed anywhere, please. <laughs> but no, but not like we've got two male judges and they're like, okay, we need four more judges. What should we look for? Four, four lads. It's like six lads. It's, and then Guys, it's crazy. Okay, look, men can't help it if men are better at Everything than women. I mean, that's true. So you know, like it's just it's all the pool they had to pull from. For all pool, that, if pool. we if we absent the fact that it's a complete diversity disaster, um, that I really liked them as talent. <laughs> like they they they, uh, they they had good good critiques. They they were um, mm. they weren't overly mean, which I thought was nice because I feel like you could sort of I'm sure they could p- pull apart those meals more than they did. I think they were a nice mix of like constructive criticism and credit where it's due kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I just sort of felt like, so with Canoe and Mullen, (laughs) as they're known, um, I don't trust them. Like, they're making a show, but these Mm. four have to live, work and eat in this town, and I feel like they can't say a thing that's terrible is good. And... I think like they were they were sincerely impressed, and so that helped me kind of properly understand uh, how good are these so called they're not called so called master chefs. <laughs> Can <I> and <laughs> oh, I also liked how they I liked how they were frequently like split down the middle on opinion. Mm. You know, it's mm. like it's food is subjective, it's creative, it's art, it's whatever you make it. It was actually know? looked all looked pretty yum. If you were yeah. to choose, it did look good. I'll quickly run through the menu. So Vicky and Pascal did grilled octopus, uh, duck. Cherry and pate, vegetable cassoulet with salmon and bread, nectarine, um, tarty thing with marmalade, blah, blah, blah. And the other two. Matt and Kurt. Matt and Kurt. Oh, God, I haven't got it written down. Oh, no, tuna, linguine, lamb with a fondant, potatoes, and panna cotta. If you were to, to, to look at those menus, which one would you choose? Mancurts. I'd, I'd choose. I'd, I'd, I mean, look, to, to be clear, like I've never eaten an octopus and never will. But just on the basis of like, that's a way more hardcore, innovative, like 
I'm curious. Like I sort of feel like I know what everything on Matt and Kurt's menu tastes like. It's true. I just I respect the hell out of Vicky and pa- Pascal, and and I would I would eat their menu in the same way that like sometimes I eat things which I think are going to be yuck, and they do turn out to be yuck for me because I want to like be challenged and you know rather than just have like a nice thing. I just want the nice thing. I wanted the nice thing. Please, thank you very much. <laughs> this is my problem in this world. I but always also, get the wrong one. The course three <laughs> vegetable cassoulet. Putting the vegetable cassoulet as the first thing on the menu. I just I know there was salmon in there, but I don't want veggie cassoulet as a hero of my main dish. Thanks. I want meat. Yeah. You guys are vegetarian, so it's different. You know. No, I'm not. Not actually. No, okay. currently I feel like deep vegetarian. lust. Cassoulet now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just do. It's sort of like a stew with beans in it. But the way that Manu, especially, I feel like when Manu talks about French food, it is just like crazy. Yeah. I just want to eat it so much. And then when he was so excited to find out that she had put the duck fat in it, and she again, you know, maybe crossing a boundary, kissed her on the forehead potentially. <laughs> Definitely crossing a boundary. <laughs> he was just so excited. But I was just like, Cassoulet, yeah. who are you? Okay. Where are you? <laughs> I think what would have happened if we'd all gone out and ordered the, you know, we had a set menu and I'd gotten Matt and Kurtz, I would have been like, yum, but I would have had a bit of um, food envy of yours ultimately. Yeah, I just, I basically like, Vicky and Pascal, right throughout the whole show, were, you know, the, the knock on Pascal was that he was overly critical. And because they cooked last, which again, I think was really smart sequencing, there was a lot of like, who the hell is this guy? And then from the point they started cooking in the show, which was halfway through, you were just like, these guys, can't, they just built and built and built. And then by the end, you're like, these guys could and probably will open like a fine dining restaurant and it probably will win a hat like it seems like they're just legitimately really good every time they cook a dish there's something i've literally never heard of some technique they're using and they always do some extra thing but i think they might just genuinely be really freaking amazing household cooks they also don't um they don't stress out and they don't make when they make mistakes they sort of manage to fix them but it's just was never the same level of stress in their kitchens as in other people's they did only mm. cook. Okay, so for this whole season, I think they only cooked four times. It's still harder than the block. The, the easiest path to 100K. <laughs> yeah. okay. The easiest path to 100K. <laughs> so this is a, a sort of, it's not a commercial break, but it's a break. We're, we're talking about a cooking show, and if you're listening to this. I want to know what's eating Aotearoa. That's what I want to know too, and... I feel like we're about to shut down this beloved podcast and this beloved Substack. So if you're paying, you'll no longer be paying. We'd be so grateful if you took some proportion of that future income that you're saving by not having to listen to this <laughs> and uh, donated it to What's Eating Aotearoa as a project. I feel like we're all going to do cool things for it and it's one of the things that is going to consume us next year in in a way that uh, this podcast has historically and yeah if you just go to the spinoff.co.nz forward slash pledge me um, and just have a look around there's some cracking rewards some of them woefully overpriced and really just not moving. We're going to have to get, get Cyber Monday on, on the pricing of some of these. Put it this way, if, involving you get, me. if you're missing Duncan Grieve talking on mic on The Real Pod, <laughs> here is an opportunity for you to put your money, quite a bit of it, where your mouth is. Right? Yeah. 
I mean, look, that's not going to sell, is it? Let's be honest. But there's really cool ones involving Alex and Tara that I think are still available at time of speaking. And yeah, and Maddie Holden writing your dating no, profile. No, sold, sold out. out. Sold out. Is it sold out? Sold out immediately. As it, as it should be. Yes. Um, Toby Manhire will do a speech about anything. That's to still anyone. available. That should be sold out. <laughs> that actually, I don't think people realise just how good of a reward that is. If they did, it would have been snapped up by now. But yeah, there are rewards. You can uh, you can actually sort of. We should be able to pay for Duncan not to do a monopod. Like, I think <laughs> that that would be like a better public service. It's like when I feel the next feel the urge, I'll just be like, no, and then I'll just put up a little podcast saying I didn't do this. Thanks to, you know, Jerry from Lower Hutt. Hey, <laughs> just just one quick question on the T's and C's of lunch with Duncan Grieve. Yeah. What what were you eating? Uh, so Matt and Kurt's. Um, no, don't no. sell. Don't tell lies. I don't know what we're eating. I'm, I haven't really paid much attention, but it'll be delicious, and and we'll be gifted with purchase. Anyway, what's eating Aotearoa? It's going to be a really, really cracking project, and we'd love it if you would support it. Let's go back to the podcast. Okay. By the way, Duncan Grieve, a raconteur, entrepreneur, and media whiz. I edited that out. It's there. Oh, Jesus Christ on a bike. The whiz. Gary Frank. It's usually high praise. High praise. Okay. Uh, what were the what were the what were the feedbacks on the foods? Octopus, <laughs> chefs loved it, they'd pay for it. The duck duck was slightly over, needed some crunch on the plate, but had it come just next in the in the course of events, Basically, then it would have been fine. But they're, they're like DJs who put the songs in the wrong order. Yeah. Uh, vegetable cassoulet, uh, salmon and bread. Yum. Put the salmon other side up. Come on, guys. That's Crunchy so skin. Basic. basic. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the nectarine thing. Yum. Everyone loved yum. it. Loved it. Loved it. That looked so yummy. Uh, and for Matt and Kurt, tuna, great. Everyone loved it. Looked very fancy. Sensational. Those boys know their way around fish, don't they? They really, really yeah, do. Fishy boys. Uh, <laughs> the linguine divided the table a bit, but looked yum to me. Lamb with fondant potatoes. Whoops, the fondant wasn't a fondant. The herb crumb wasn't a crumb. Uh, that was intentional, the though, but the... the the fondant not being a fondant seems like they just didn't know what a fondant was. What, is, like, a fond- on, what I, is a fondant? What is a fondant? What's that? Someone tell me what a fondant is. Because fondant, there's so many, like, there's the stuff, there's, like, Larissa's fondant, right, from the yeah. Real Pod Museum, which is, uh, you know, cake icing. Then there's fondants, which are, like, those little molten lava cakes. They get called fondants. And then there's, what's potato fondant? Sounds yummy. I think they need Samuel's got fondant it. Fondant potatoes is a method of preparing potatoes that traditionally involve cutting them into cylinders, browning the ends, and then slowly roasting the potatoes in butter and stock. That's what they did. That sounds good. Didn't they do that? I mean, they no. were in cylinders. This was like a big, it was like a ch- chunky. It was like a rosti. Chunky, like a, fried a glorified rosti. Was it not brownie yeah. on the top and bottom? Like, oh shit, that looks good though. I'm such a hungry Holy boy. Holy shit, look at those ones in that skillet. I've got to go. I've got to go. We've got to finish this podcast. Okay. I'm dying of food. Can- um, what's the opposite of food? Hungry. <laughs> That's what it says on Thesaurus. What's the opposite account. of food? Uh, panna cotta, but too sweet. Look. The announcement of the win, this was as much of a letdown as, not the, not the result, but like the way it was announced was just 
Oh. It's so flat. Oh, it the big announcement, yeah. No, and like one confetti. confetti cannon. One confetti cannon just on the side of, so it only went over the winner. So, I mean, they must have presumed when they saw the intern standing there with the confetti cannon ready to go. It's the double, it's the double announcement, isn't it? It's the double announcement. Sam Brooks was there for it. He's written a behind-the-scenes account. They they shot both. They shot both um, oh. potential winners. So that's probably why the energy feels a bit weird in the confetti. Why did they do that so that no one would know? Yeah. They just to keep it, yeah. They, 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 they people find out as it is. It's what, to ruin so spoilers. Like, so like, not to, to prevent spoilers. So, like, Matt and Kurt are still, like, because this was shot... In the 90s. Okay. Like, this is so old. Do you know what? Medica we, long dead. We, we this saw, is crazy. We saw screeners, and we are recording this on a Monday before putting it out on the Tuesday night. We could ring them up and, and ruin I it. I want to get on the blow with the tab and put a bloody wager down. This is honestly crazy, though, that they don't know. It's so long. TVN's head. Maybe they. Maybe they, well, it was the same with the Apprentice. Remember, we watched the I'm Apprentice. I'm surprised and they this didn't wasn't know. part of the bloody coalition agreement that you end this sick practice. MKR. This is they're famous for this. There was a lot of controversy about this in like the 2010s because there were a couple of teams who didn't quite realise that they hadn't won. And I don't. I don't even. I don't even understand exactly how it works but it's to prevent spoilers but i'm tvnz sent us the screeners there was like it was just like every other week of screeners you know please don't mm. da, da, da. but there was no big special like we like god it's, it's crazy power it's, that we have we have it the is craziest crazy. power and also is it like i can maybe understand a while back the 2010s perhaps when like a reality tv winner was big news but is it that? I didn't it? think that they. I just that's, thought that's, what, that's that's the thing I was talking about at the top. Monoculture. Because we got the screeners in such a just chill way, I thought they wouldn't have shot two endings, and mm. so I'm surprised to hear that they did. Uh, but anyway, so it was a very um, lackluster kind of. Oh yeah, and then then Mano was like, "How are you feeling?" And Figgis like, "Oh good." It was it pretty much, and then that was it. It was over. Five weeks, wow. ten episodes, f- just four cooks for Vicky and Pascal, and they are ten grand richer. Could not be easier. Ten grand, hundred. Sorry, hundred grand richer. Could not be easier. Could not be easier. No, but so I, I continued my spirited argument with literally everyone else on earth um, last night to Nikki, and um, she was like, because oh, my my thesis, and I still think it sounds like mm. their techniques that, that they use to win that thing are so many and varied and refined. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, but you can. I think to Alex's point, you can train up and do that. Like in your spare time, you go on the block and you are beholden to to talent shows and to you know block dinner wars. It's very and annoying. Bullshit. I accept that, but I think you can walk in. You can do like three months of training and get up to be sort of like quite a good blockaholic. Mm. But like for Vicky, Vicky and Pascal, like because the thing is we're talking about as a standing start. We're talking about a member of the literal real pod, like a prize <laughs> idiot. Yeah, but you don't go in there as a prize idiot. You train. Yeah, you but train. that's what I'm saying. The training for a prize idiot to get up to beating Vicky and Pascal because that is the baseline. We could do it, Alex. I reckon. I think with a year we could do we it. We could do a it. Year. Immer- absolutely immersed. Yeah. <laughs> so, and knife skills and blah de blah. I reckon we could get there. We could really could hone be, our blah de blah. 
it's such a short shoot as well, oh. you know, like that's what's beautiful and about it. you can it. go back. You can do a Couple Cindy sleeps. and Jess and go back. Couple sleeps to the 100K. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> this is why we've had to shut down the pod, actually, because this, this is the this biggest divided us. divided a podcast. <laughs> oh, and that is our podcast. Wow. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? That's the last one. I think it's good to do the worst one in history <laughs> as the last. Yeah. <laughs> it really probably shows you what you're not going to be missing, you know? Well, it's it's good because people will be like, yeah, what's time? <laughs> they actually had I it. You could hear it. You know, like a lot of comedies do one season, two, two or three seasons too, too many, like especially network comedies. I feel like that's sort of our... We're very broad, do you know what I mean? And um, it's, yeah, it's just, we're really, yeah, it's finished. Oh, man, it's so <laughs> grim. Crazy. I'm this sorry. Is crazy. It's actually not finished because we've got the live stream tomorrow today. It depends on when you're listening. Please join us for it. We promise that it's going to be slightly more exciting than the uh, the the we'll all be cannon. in the same room that's, as well. That's which true. Is massive, that's going to be know? the best bit. Well, we're going to get a confetti cannon. Is there cannon a confetti cannon? Is anyone could anyone we secure? Are we going to shoot two a endings? Confetti cannon. <laughs> the one where one where you two win and one where I won. <laughs> no point. <laughs> no point. We can put it to public vote though. Oh, we can do a poll during the thing. Oh, can we do it? Oh do we have the technology? God. That seems About unfair. what? Just who is the best? No. <laughs> About no, block, block, have easiest way to the 100K. Oh, I just gave a name for the for the poll as well. Easiest that's, way to the 100K. That's a good thing. Thank you. Okay. All right. We'll finish on a high. We're just $100,000 richer. Thank you very much. And goodbye, good evening, good morning, goodbye. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Is it mad that the world burning is not in our like top three concerns you thought bad news was done but i'm back with more and alice sneddon's bad news saves the world i finally address the climate crisis and explore why no one cares watch it on the spinoff.co.nz i can see okay. the anxiety starting to emit from you the spinoff podcast network